When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What were we going to talk about? Your blank, blank D's idea. Blank desk's idea? Blank deck's idea? That one, yeah. One of those ideas. No, uh, if you're a skateboarder, you probably remember blankdecks.com, which is where you could get skateboard decks. So many D's. That was so descriptive. <laughs> they, but... The whole thing was that they just tried to cut down on costs and all their shit was just like really plain and blank. I think that that would be an easy business model to transfer over to disc golf and producing discs. So Innova, because we know you're listening after all the shit we've talked about you, just start selling blank discs. Nah, I'm going to make my own molds too. Okay. Nah, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm pretty sure they already have come up with like all of the ways to make a disc, you know? There's not really a lot of innovation you can do, I don't think. Look at, what is that one company? I know, yeah. uh, Quest AT. Quest AT, yeah. They were before their time. Yeah, but at the same time, let's do it. So, Eric and I, we're going to make some blank discs. Everybody likes blank discs, but it's cool because it's like you don't find true blanks out there from like Innova and Discmania. So when you do find it, it's like rare. So the blank discs would be cool from its own special company, but blank discs from the other companies are going to be way more expensive than makes sense. <laughs> I I just really like plain things is what I, all I want it for. And also... I feel like, you know, it would be a little bit cheaper to not have to hot stamp or worry about stamping. Yeah, I know like Axiom and MVP and all that, they used to do a lot of blank stuff for like if you were placed an order, but I don't know if that's still a thing. So instead, while we're starting our company, get a hold of us and um, we'll wipe your stamps for you so that you can have... The first ever blank discs ever. No one ever has wiped their stamp before. No one's done it ever. It's a super secret process we use. Can't talk about it on air. So, but it doesn't. I don't know. For me, it does. It's not the same. You can still tell. Where do you fall on ghost stamps? Then I like them, but okay. I would much rather have just a nothing on the top of the disc. Just a nothing. Give me nothing. Or uh, you know that one little Ponderosa one that I have, uh, the Emac Judge, that just has like those little trees. I like mini stamps. Those are cool. But the blank ones, I think it would save money too. So then uh, you could pay, pass the savings on to people. Isn't that where the F2s already come in? 
Kind of, but those are a mistake. Aren't they? They're like they're literally, they're literally called factory seconds. So that doesn't necessarily make them a mistake. They just weren't as good as their brothers. All right. Well, accident. What what word do you want? Could use improvement. Should have had an abortion. <laughs> sure. Run it. So. In this blank discs idea, what are you going to do with your factory seconds? They'll be factory thirds because all of our discs. I'm just kidding. <laughs> do those get stamped? Well, you know, our 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 standards will be so low that we'll just. <laughs> <laughs> You're really making me want to buy from you. Uh... <laughs> That's capitalism, baby. Yep. What's the first disc you're going to create? A destroyer? You're going to recreate a destroyer? Probably like a putter. Good idea. That's a good idea. Always start with a putter. There's never been a good putter made. So. Yeah. We're going to create the very first first putter that goes in the basket 60% of the time, every time. I want the feel of (laughs) an Emac Truth. In putter form. In putter form. That sounds wonderful. Do do that to me. Please. I'll take twelve. Somebody do that. <laughs> oh me. I would do that. Yeah. We got this. Yeah. I'm on it. Just like Eric running the numbers. I kinda ran some numbers. You'll hear about them. Well, that's a good tease. <laughs> oh yeah. Dude, we're I'm tired. Me too. Should uh do the ad reads in the okay. introduction. Alright. I'm Kyle. I'm Eric. And this is the Ono Disc Golf Podcast. <laughs> that was the worst worst one we've ever done. You went from like depressed teenager to over enthusiastic twenty one year old working at a Big B coffee. Wow. <laughs> too soon? That was that was deep, Eric. <laughs> I'm gonna go cry now. Good thing I'm already in the closet. <laughs> Don't cry. You still have an ad read to do. I'm gonna go a speed read again. Yeah. If you're cool with that, did you like it? I don't care. Yeah, I, I don't did, remember. Did the people it. like it? Did you guys reading. like it, or did you hate it? You probably just skipped it anyway. Yeah, it's easier to skip when it's only a few seconds. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. Use code ONO for 10% off over at disparon.com. Use code ONO20 for 20% off over at frictiongloves.com. Use code ONO for free shipping at any item over at our Teespring store. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, or anywhere else on the internet. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. I feel like that one was even more clean than the last one. Yeah, you're getting better. I dig it. Way more tired than last time. <laughs> So uh, uh, last week I brought up the conversation about Gannon Burr getting called on his time violation or not a time violation, but a warning on a time violation, I guess, and brought up that I think Nico is a worse putter when he takes a long time. And so I did a little bit of research. There is a video by Small Bore Outlaw. Which I thought was a weird name for a disc golf, but 
he put together a bunch of Nico shots, and it was um, eight eight Nico shots in ten minutes. You know, it takes him ten minutes to throw eight shots, and out of about the six putts in there, only two of them were under a minute long. That it took him to like get ready, and he made those putts and missed everyone that was over a minute long. So tiny sample size. I also found one more video from when he was like younger in his probably I don't know I don't know if I'd call it his prime I guess I don't know what time when he was prime but he took like 10 to 15 seconds at That's most. a good question. When is prime disc golf age? To put. Well, Paul Macbeth is constantly putting up crazy numbers and he's after what I would call prime disc golf age but He's still doing it, so. But, like, is it, like, golf in that way, then? Where, you're like, your 30s are really where you're bunny? Because, like, I, I feel like that makes sense. I would put it, yeah, like, 27 to, like, 30, 32 at the oldest. Because you have, like, enough knowledge of the game to play smart. But you still have the athleticism of a... You know, tw- you know, twenty-something-year-old. Yeah, that's my final answer. I'm gonna say that you're probably able to play peak physical form until you're like forty. I'm gonna go no. I don't think so. Well, I'm saying you can ask, keep yourself in. Let's peak ask Tom Brady. Form. Tom Brady, can you can you be okay. physical after forty? I don't know how, how. What does he sound like? What does Tom Brady sound like? you make millions of dollars maybe and play one game a year or not one game a year one (laughs) game a week one game a year sure but they're playing three to four rounds a week at least not counting practice rounds i hear you but it's a non-contact i just feel like and i'm not not that tom brady isn't training but he has millions millions of dollars of of doctors, like paid paid professionals, to take but care you're of. You're not hurting body. yourself in the same way with just golf. Is my, what I was getting at. Like the oper- the risk, the risk for hurting yourself isn't as bad. So you can push that optimal age longer. Was my thought process. We're gonna end up talking for like two hours. All right. So we got Eagle. We got Eagle, who's dealt with injuries in his right arm. I mean, now, now you're, you're comparing. Because it's the same thing that happens with pitchers, is pitchers can't make go as long sometimes because of of the injuries to their throwing arm. But Eagle is also really good at throwing just left like in disco. so he could just switch. Yeah, and then he just ends up injuring his left hand, left arm. But then, by Paul, then, Paul McBeth is right dealing. Paul, Paul McBeth is 32, and he could be dealing with possible, you know, career-ending injur- injuries. Paul Uliberry, same thing. He's he's 32 or 33, and it could be getting close to the time to where an injury could keep him from competing at the top level. Now, when disc golfers are making as much money as quarterbacks, we can revisit this, but as of right now, with the way the disc golf world is, is I don't think up to 40 is peak. You can keep your body like peak physical form for disc golf we'll have to see what scott stokely does this year i uh i think he, he'll be the the true test the, the temperature gauge yep the age gauge the age gauge scott stokely age gauge 
And I'm not saying that someone in their 40s can't like go out and win an MPO tournament. Nah, that's what you're saying. No, I'm saying I'm just I'm just kidding. You like top of the best. They won't the be. Best, yeah, they yeah, won't I be there so. at like Big physical form in the top five every tournament at at 40, which. Uh, some people can't even do it at age, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. It's such a, it's a, it's a hardcore sport to compare to anything. Yeah, you don't see any babies winning tournaments. You sure don't. Although we did see a 16 year old this year. Pretty damn close. <laughs> He's almost closer to a baby being a baby than he is to the older guys on tour. Count it. If you uh, follow us on Instagram, you will see tomorrow we have an awesome giveaway that we're starting for our 2,000 followers giveaway. So thank you, everybody who follows us. Follows us. Should I, and listens. Should I um, tell them what it is, give them a, a day-head peek of what we're giving out? Absolutely. All right. So we got all, not all. <laughs> We got three we have all. of the Discraft Tour Series discs. We got uh, Alexis Manduahano Scorch. We got a Tim Barham Buzz SS and a Adam Hammis Zone, all with a bunch of swirls. Two ghost stamps and one black stamp. So pictures are going to go up on the Instagram tomorrow with how you can win those. So tell your friends. and Tell your family. Yeah. Because if they win them, you can, they can just give them to you. Right. It's a win-win, guys. And they are sweet discs. We're the only ones I who really... are losing here because we don't get to keep these discs. True story. I want that fucking Scorch. I also want the Zone. So, yeah. No, I wish I could enter, but we can't. <laughs> That's a conflict of interest. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be some shit too you'd get like your mom or your sister to enter and that'd be the one who would we would draw just like with Garza <laughs> the one time yeah seriously yeah like we didn't cheat I promise you I know it looks bad but it looks so bad but we just wanted to support him and we accidentally won <sighs> that's life that's life so what's the podcast done for you Eric I wasn't a really big public speaker. I'm still not a great public speaker. I do a lot of fidgeting and uh, losing my train of thought because I'm like thinking too hard while I'm ta- while I'm talking in public. But it has helped me tremendously come out of my shell enough, at least in the disc golf world, to where I. But really, the disc golf world is the important world. Yeah, I started a league. I feel so much more just like at home at like a disc golf tournament where it's kind of like the first couple I went to I felt like an outsider because I was new to like the tournament scene right but talking to all of the amazing guests we have had I realized that I you know it's I am a disc golfer and that's all that really matters at at the tournaments so right you don't have to be a person who's been playing tournaments their whole life or you don't even have to be a person who plays tournaments every day to go there, and, or not every day. You know, like a person who regularly plays tournaments. You could play once a year at a tournament, and they'd still just invite you in as long as you aren't a dick. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Don't be a dick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's uh, opened up many ways to 
kind of create friendships that would probably not be there have I not have I not done this podcast or you know like do have if I don't do this podcast with Kyle like a lot of the friends that I've met online and um some of the people that I've gotten close to you know like I'd still know them but I wouldn't be friends with them friends with them the way I am I get you I'm picking up what you're putting down I I think it's the same way it's been a good um good foot in the door to just you know we're we're ourselves but we also are representing oh no I guess too which is kind of cool it's like my community is small enough that every one kind of just knows you know like knows of me and I kind of know of most people who are who are regular in the community right the tri-city community so we're not known for our social media or online like what we do there so for me too i just feel like it's i i liked public speaking but it's just been nice to have like an outlet to you know if i want to talk about something i can uh or like potentially like we're gonna help out with a tournament for epilepsy later this summer and we can like do that kind of shit or like the cleanup effort and just like as much positive shit that i can get out of this I will. It's kind of a not the best way to say that, but yeah, it sounds like you're just taking <laughs> poop. Just, and, I'm just uh, kidding. Yeah, but you get it. You guys got what I was putting down, right? <laughs> no, it all sounded good until you said just taking all the positive shit I can out of it, and then at times like, oh, you just want. But I don't think anyone will he'll think it's that way until maybe I said it, but. I, I just want, you know, we'll just, I, I don't know how else We want to give positive, positive shit, shit to everybody we can. Yes. Maybe we should stop using the word shit. It might sound better if we That's don't use the positive word Positive vibes. Vi- intention? Uh, well, you know, we're just, we're trying to help the community. Say it's, the line. Uh, Say the line. The line. The line. Pick the, up your fucking trash. No. <laughs> no. That line? No. The line you post on Instagram every time. Oh, pos- <laughs> that's a mon it's the mantra. I don't know what that means. Positivity out, positivity in. Uh that's it's what I live by. Oh. He's a dick to me. I'm a depressed fuck. And I would like to, you know, make other people happy as much as I can. Is it working? Are you guys happy yet? <laughs> I waited for a response. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Still waiting. <laughs> no, but I cannot thank anybody who interacts with us, listens, comments, whatever, in any way, shape, or form, reviews. Has enough. followed yeah. has anything, any of the things. Has it, liked uh, the post. It makes this a little bit more worthwhile than just me talking to Kyle on a microphone. It makes Kyle's editing probably feel the most worthwhile because I'm sure I'm not easy to edit for. It depends on the day. <laughs> I was going to say something nice, but then I, it depends on the day. <laughs> Too much positivity. He's already spewed it all out. Now it's going to be negative Kyle for the rest of the episode. Yeah, I'm negative Kyle now. Also known <laughs> as Nancy. <laughs> now that we've got through all the positive stuff the Disc Golf Podcast did for us. 
We're going to talk about the negative stuff. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. There really hasn't been any negative. There really hasn't been any. Yeah. I, it's weirdly. I, I thought the internet would be like a horrible, deep, dark place that they have canceled us already. But see, I think we're still here. If there's been any people that have uh, not liked the show and expressed their opinions, I just find it funny. So it's like, it's yeah, true. It's not really like it could be seen as a negative for some people, but I don't take anybody who insults me on the internet seriously. So, right. And like, we're, we're supposed to be cringy and we tell bad jokes and it's just kind of our thing. That's our, sh- that's our, sh- is it shtick? That's what I couldn't figure out. I, I was like I getting ready shtick. to say it. I like it's shtick. And then I was like, I think um, you're right. You, you, confidence here confidence shtick yeah that's her that's our thing i'll just use a word i know just yeah just good good job eric it's safe (laughs) shtick could be a slur for all i know (laughs) probably is now we're canceled for sure oh 100 yeah but no it's i mean it's been kind of cool to like catalog our journey as well even if we don't remember Anything we said on most Anything of the episodes. Anything we have said. Yeah. But it's there and we could go back and listen to it. <laughs> I do. I check out some episodes, but not a lot. I hate the sound of my voice. Again, just one last time. Thank you guys for listening and taking this journey with us. Appreciate you coming on the ride. Even if you hated it. <laughs> you hate it. Especially if you hated it. Yeah. And... We got to watch a bunch of Wendy Disc Golf this weekend. Kyle had flashbacks to whatever day he was out there in like 40 mile an hour winds. It was like a week ago. Um, Yeah, I would say the, I don't know what the max like gust was, but I think the max like steady wind at DDO this weekend was 40 miles an hour with gust obviously reaching much higher than that. But I didn't hear if they had like a, what like the the fastest was here we had like 60 to 80 was our topped out so i'm guessing it was about the same there they always just get like the wind reads from the weather channel which is never like or not the weather channel but like a weather app so it's never like super super accurate yeah like you disc listed it at like 27 miles an hour and i'm like i'm pretty sure it's faster than that but right like you're a fucking liar (laughs) during the tournament we had a total of do you remember? I forgot to write that number down. Like nine people, nine MPO players did not finish. Um, four of them was because of COVID. Paul Ulibari is taking, stepping away from disc golf for a little while and resting in injury until he feels comfortable to come back. He said, if you guys watch the practice round, you guys have seen how much he, the last thing he wants to do is win a major. And so... I think he probably won't come back until till a major. I think he set his date to be the preserve, but I could see him taking the preserve off even if like a major's coming up shortly after that. So we will have to wait and see. But the the ageless wonder, he needs to figure it out, man. He is prime guy, so um but yeah, I I think that is probably the first time he's ever taken time off. Outside of recovering from surgery, which I get kind of the same, but it's a whole lot different when you feel mostly okay throughout the week and then it just can't do perform at like the 
the top level like you're used to doing. Whereas like when you're recovering after surgery, it's kind of a whole different like doctor ordered rest, you know? Right. Whereas now he's just doing it because he knows he needs it. Yeah. So I'm super not, I don't want to say excited for him, but I'm super happy that he is making that decision and would really, this would, I mean, if he came back and could win a major at the end of the year, that would be probably about the coolest thing that could happen for him. Or even like the beginning of next year, like the first major of next year would be awesome. Right. Brody was looking pretty good out there. Yeah. Yep. Brody had a really good, good showing at the tournament. A lot of, I, honestly, a lot of people did. There was so many like first timers on Jomez Pro. It was a good time. I do want to go over. Ella Hansen came in third. I'm super excited to see her in third again because she's one of my favorite FPO players. She tied for third, and this is now two weeks in a row that she got a podium finish. And then on the MPO side for at third place, there was one, two, three, four, five people all tied for third. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. There was not a lot of scoring separation. Nope. When there's that much OB and that much wind, everybody's just trying to play safe and do everything they can to not throw out of bounds. Oh, it was also the first time in Paul Macbeth's career that he did not make the cut line for the final day for the of the turn of a tournament. So, rest in peace, Paul Macbeth. He's now officially out of his prime and washed up. Yeah, old man, Paul Macbeth. Yeah, dude, you know the next tournament he's going to come out shooting just absolutely fire. He's going to shoot like. Three 1,100 rated rounds in a row. Well, he just did, like, he just, like, set the record for a course. But then, like, I just don't understand how he played so poorly. I think Paul Macbeth is one of those guys that knows how to play smart. But then when the smart plays don't work out, he's just like, well, frick it. I'm just running everything then. That makes sense. Like, what what do I have to lose? And then it's just like, Mm -hmm. he ends up losing, actually. Right. So next tournament you guys have to look forward to, and we have to look forward to, uh, they have the Helsinki Open starting this Friday, and then the next American uh, Disc Golf Pro Tour is Santa Cruz Master Cup. It's a Silver Series starting May 13th, and that's out in California. So pretty excited about De La Viega. That's it. Three, two, one. Top. Top. Five. Five. Oh, yeah. So if we haven't talked about it before, me and Kyle grew up skateboarding. Well, grew up, yeah. We skated a lot when we were younger. Nailed it. And so we picked our top five skateboarding companies' artwork that we would like to see as disc golf stamps. Kind of goes along with our blank decks and the Santa Cruz Master Cup because they already put the Santa Cruz Screaming Hand on discs which is on a lot of skateboards too let's go um starting off at number five i picked death wish i like their little symbol it's so simple it just looks like spray paint most of the time and it's just uh one line straight down and then two diagonal lines i don't even know what it means probably means something horrible (laughs) and i don't know but they do a lot of just like uh like dark artwork and i'm a big fan if you like dark stuff check it out yeah. 
Well, if you like dark stuff like us. Big fan. We, Me and Kyle, I think, had wildly different tastes in what we liked on our on our skateboard. Yep. <laughs> Do we? Yeah, I like like a bit more of a plain plain style for sure. Yeah, I like, but that's just I, me overall. I was always big into growing up, just like anything skulls or, or like kind of like death the related stuff. So yeah, yeah. My, Eric, wanted, Eric was a little bit focused on dying. <laughs> it's not wrong. Who who hasn't been? Who hasn't been there? Most people, but. <laughs> Anywho. Anyway. Moving on to Spitfire. I don't have anything to say about it. I I just remember the little logo is cute. He likes the little cartoon cartoon guys. Yeah. I like cartoons. Yeah, and he's just like this little fire or am I thinking I think I'm thinking of Oh nope, okay. I am thinking of the right guy. Yeah, he's just a really simple cartoon fire guy. I don't know. <laughs> But it's like it doesn't matter what wheel you had too, you know. Yeah, it's just I just like the logo. Yep, that's what this is about. So, give me a fire guy on a disc, please. It'd be a pretty easy. It'd be an easy die. Quick little stencil. And... <laughs> Eric, your your easy die. <laughs> um, for number three, I picked Blind. They have a little cartoon Reaper guy that they did all kinds of funny things with. Um, they had one where. They dressed up Kenny from South Park as the Blind Reaper guy, and I actually still yeah. have that board. That's dope. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, he's just this this funny little funny little Reaper, and uh, I always enjoyed him. He was like the first skateboard brand that I really liked because of it, and then my taste evolved into Skulls after that. Anyway, so. Yep. Eric had a death theme going on. Yep. Pretty much all three of my skateboards companies I picked. Were we emo kids? I was very much. I tried my hardest to be. I I, tr- I was a dot try hard emo kid, and then I found huh. weed. <laughs> and then he was a stoner kid, yeah. <laughs> real quick. <laughs> That's for sure. Number two is the Enjoy Skateboard Company. They have an awesome panda. I like pandas. Easy fit. And it was it was probably the simplest of logos. It just is. Like it is definitely. Half the time it would just be like black background and then the white would, you know, or, or vice versa, whatever way they wanted to do it. But it was Their such... marketing was just right in my sweet spot where it was like art, but it was so plain that you could barely tell that it was still a logo. A lot yeah. of abstract stuff. Many, many Enjoy shirts growing up. Had a lot. And I, I like their decks, too. All the things. But give me that panda on everything. everything. I still wear Enjoy shirts. I haven't skated in years. <laughs> feel like a poser, but... Who cares? I just tell people I'm old. <laughs> I got carpal tunnel in one of these wrists. And... Right, yeah. If you broke as many bones as I have, you would stop, too. <laughs> Number one is Zero. So if you've watched Toy Story and you know Sid from Toy Story, the little skull on his shirt is almost the exact same skull from Zero. Like most skateboard companies, they did a lot of, like, it looked like spray paint art, and I always dug that. So 
It was just simple red bold letters on black skateboards and with the skull. And there's that's all I needed. It was a nice skull design. Yeah, it was it was like simple and it wasn't like overly Cuz I'm I'm not a skull guy. Overly produced. But I liked it. And they had also, like they had some the... of the sickest skaters in the world. Yeah, that's zero. that's exactly what I was about to go into as well. Yeah. Jamie Thomas, Chris Cole. Nope, she was Toy Machine. But just Chris Cole was one of my favorites. Yeah, Chris Cole's king. King of skateboarding, if you ask me. Chris Cole, if you want to come on the show. If you want to try disc golf, come to Michigan, hang out with me. Or Colorado, I'm down. <laughs> I think he's in New Jersey. Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll come to you. <laughs> I think he's in Jersey, if I remember right. Easy trip. Well, that is the top five skateboarding companies. We would like to see their art on disc golf stamps. Or disc golf discs. Stamped on disc golf discs. Nailed it. Perfect. And that's episode 66, part one. Of six. Tune in next week for part two. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, we're just being jackasses. Facetious. We think it's funny. (laughs) So... Um, but thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it, and we will see you guys next week. Tell your friends about the show. If you could, that'd be the nicest thing you could do for us is to tell one friend, and we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>